Welcome to the In Common Podcast. This is Hatley Post. This Inside episode comes from full episode 79 with Courtney Carruthers. Courtney is a professor in the College of Fisheries and Oceans at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Courtney talks with Michael about the importance of indigenous expertise and knowledge systems in maintaining fisheries, and how multiple ways of knowing and understanding the land allows for a deeper relationship with the environment that must be valued when thinking about sustainable fisheries management. This is the Edwin Common Podcast. So to change the topic just a little bit to something you mentioned early in the interview that I really want to make sure I, I hear your thoughts on. This idea of, um, well, so I've been, I've been working through uh, some work by Ficker Berkey's recently. Um, most of these books, Sacred Ecology, where he defines um, he distinguish, he makes this interesting distinction between local knowledge, oh gosh, I hope I get this right now, and traditional ecological knowledge. And, and he has this idea that traditional ecological knowledge, it's, he kind of has a cultural evolutionary argument. And I've, I, I like this idea, I like this approach, that the way to think about these local systems, it's not local knowledge, it's, it's not just that they know um, a lot of local facts. It's not just like random assortment of things that they know about places, but there's this very adaptive nature to what they know and what they do. And that, what, because when we talk about indigenous knowledge, we talk about local knowledge. I mean, fr- frankly, for, for me, it always, I always feel a little awkward again, because I'm like this other person talking about this whole other system from my own, like, you know, position of everything about my position. Um, and so I think my question to you is, Courtney, you know, you talked about trying to get these different knowledge systems to talk to each other, or maybe that's not how you put it, but we have these different knowledge systems. I'm coming from the Western one, right? I'm trying to sensitize myself to this other thing that's very unfamiliar to me. So how do we, how do we talk about this other system to folks that, are maybe sympathetic about it, but don't really, because it, it, you know, if you're sympathetic to it, it sounds good to say, okay, like we need to get these systems to like communicate or we need to value one, but what does that actually mean? Like, how do you actually do that in a way that say doesn't co-opt the, the indigenous system based on the values of the Western system, which is a critique I've heard. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great question. And that's part of the reason I was hoping my colleague might join today, Dr. Jessica Black, who's a Gwich'in scholar who I work closely with. I think in, in, you know, me as a non-Native scholar, I think that it's becoming increasingly um, clear that a lot of this work on bridging knowledge systems should be Indigenous-led. So the idea of, yeah, a non-Native person is never going to understand the kind of complexity and, um, you know, nuances of indigenous knowledge and shouldn't really, but um, the sense of like bridging knowledge systems is really, I think, a very big topic in indigenous scholarship right now. So it's less about, you know, um, quote unquote, utilizing TEK or, you know, traditional knowledge in for validation in Western science or to, you know, inform hypotheses or whatever contextualized results. It's still that kind of extractive colonial relationship. It's more recognizing knowledge pluralism, recognizing, you know, indigenous knowledge systems as diverse, intact, equally valid to Western ones, and thinking about ways to actually 
bridge those. I know we've been reading, um, Dr. Andrea Reed is a, a indigenous fisheries scientist who's got some recent publications on that. So how do you combine Western, you know, stock assessment type ways of knowing fishery systems with indigenous knowledge, you know, maybe qualitative assessment of, of quality of fish uh, it, it, to be used in relationship maybe with like modeling uh, abundance or, or things like that. So I think there's a lot of really interesting scholarship on appropriate ways, ethical ways to bridge knowledge systems. And I think in our, the teams that I'm part of, we recognize the, the really important and critical need for indigenous scholars to be leading that work and not having Western scientists and Western scholars kind of proposing, sort of replicating that like colonial model of our science would be a lot better if we could you know, use some indigenous knowledge. I think that's really um, not appropriate. And so it should be shifted to be more of how do we understand that Western sciences are not the only expertise on this, on this topic. You know, in Alaska, it's again, pretty egregious because indigenous peoples have been here for, you know, 20,000 plus years. Their knowledge systems are incredibly deep. The scientific ones are superficial, right? Just very, very recent time. And yet they are used almost exclusively in governing the fisheries of Alaska in the research. And so it's very, um, you know, it's, it's it, to me it, into the work, the work of our teams kind of reflective of that ongoing kind of colonialism of European ways of knowing are superior, mm -hmm. European ways of not knowing are, are legitimate and we need to validate other ways in that way. And, and we're saying, no, that's not appropriate. Um, Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this really kind of flips the scientific enterprise on its head. And so I'm interested in how that path has been for you. A question about, about the governance of it. So do, do you think that the, the kind of co-option of say TK and local knowledge for purposes of, if you're trying to work with like an agency, like a management agency, and they don't come from that perspective. They come from this kind of new thin perspective. In that context, would you ever be comfortable with this kind of instrumentalist integration of TEK, or are you still uncomfortable with it in that context as well? I mean, I, I think the acknowledgement that indigenous expertise exists is, is a big step, or you know, it's an important step but so much more, yeah, like the, the instrumental inclusion of TEK, yeah, and like a management report, I mean, so much more transformations needed, like recognizing the lack of indigenous scientists and people in those agencies, the, the lack of respect and deep relation building with the communities, you know, upon whose lands they're based, upon whose fisheries they're managing, like so much of it is this deeper like respect and relationship building that's needed. So I, I just feel like that's such a, mm. a key part, much less than like, you know, I, I don't want to discourage, um, you know, the, the, the sort of interest in recognizing um, indigenous knowledge, but I just feel like it, it runs the risks of, of sort of perpetuating harm if it's done in a way that's like extractive. And I think that's very, we have this new program, Demumpta, I don't know if, um, it's um, a Yupik and Sukpiak word meaning all of us and are really trying to transform Western fisheries education in Alaska and, and research and governance. 
And as part of that program, we have nine indigenous um, scholars, fellows that are part of our program and just being able to reflect with them this past semester um, on some of the talks that are given about, yeah, Western scientists coming and, and saying things like we, you know, there's this, you know, untapped reservoir of TEK that we could, you know, um, mine, so, mine, so, literally oh, wow. mine for, for, for improving our science. It's so offensive, the, the experiences of how that's heard for, for an indigenous student and how that erases, you know, th that depth of knowledge. And it's just, it's very, um, it's problematic. And so I think that's part of that, you know, it needs to be done in a way with care and with like nuance and recognition of like the historic and kind of ongoing erasure of indigenous peoples and, and, and expertise and, and everything. Thanks for tuning in. The In Common Podcast is a partner project of the International Association for the Study of the Commons and the International Journal of the Commons. To explore more episodes of the podcast, as well as our blog, visit our website at www.incommonpodcast.org. Here you will also find a list of the members of our recently expanded team, as well as a link to our Patreon page where you can make a small donation to help us cover our operating costs. You can also follow us on Twitter at InCommonPod. Thanks again.